We're not professional therapists, but we are professional perverts. So tonight's episode is all about Q&A. With lots of A. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know about that much A, but <laughs> Daddy, can you A this for me? Sure. What's your safe word? Obsession. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Amp. I'm Miss Christopher. And I'm back there too. The, he is. Yeah. He's yeah. right. You're wrong. Shut up. He's my, well, wow. He's my emotional support animal. <laughs> no, he is actually. Well, actually, we played, we played uh, some of The Last of Us Part 2. Um, scary game. It's not that scary, but it is um, about zombies and daddy doesn't like zombies, but. It, so I started hugging Ayn and somebody uh, uh, texted a meme of a little girl crying on the floor and a corgi circles her and then sits in her lap and she yeah, just comforts. Yeah. I was like, ah, that was me. Have you never been, feel, felt more seen? No, I, I I was like, yes, that's me. I don't like, I don't get these games with the blood and the guts and the gore. It just, uh, it's gross. And that's <laughs> why you're not a gamer. No. But that's okay because you are also a Twitcher now. Is that what they're called? People that are on Twitch, are they Twitchers? Um, do, they, do they Twitch? And if they follow you, are they Twitchies? Oh. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to What's Your Safe Word. Tonight we are talking about Love advice. Oh my God. Who wants it? Who's Do we have got love it? Advice? We have, I mean, we have advice, but I do want to preface it with a spoiler alert. Daddy, give me an alarm sound. Nah. Oh God. Is that good? An alarm sounds like it's, it's like a hockey buzzer. Oh, great. Uh, we are not professional therapists, but we are professional perverts. So tonight's advice that you guys asked for we, we're not just we're not just like walking up to people and being like hey tell us your problems oh i was gonna say your socks don't match your shirt but actually they do they they literally do um, what are you oh, talking about they actually do tonight <laughs> i well done well done Thank you don't you. need advice but other people asked for our advice so we're gonna talk about and just kind of this will be around like a valentine's day episode so we're gonna talk about love or sex dating and masturbating oh do you know oh, what, what okay. that's from no that's but that sounds fun Shout out to all our dildorks out there. But uh, before we get into the actual advice, Daddy, how are you? What the life update? I'm doing good. Um, I have been working on your shelves diligently all weekend. I've been staining, which is not a euphemism. Although working on my shelves does sound sexy, <laughs> does it? Kind of, doesn't it? <laughs> your top shelf. Oh, uh, <laughs> thank you. I I agree. I am a top. No, I'm hanging some new shelves in the puppy's kitchen and soon to be on the wall behind us. Um, so I'm staining. And um, it's been beautiful in San Francisco up till today. Oh, and it got cold no. and rainy. So I was staining all these wood boards indoors with all the windows closed and the heat on. And do you know what that does to fumes? <laughs> so if I'm a little high tonight, it I, it's paint thinner fumes so so then he brought them over to my place I and apologize. now i can't smell <laughs> thank you for <laughs> you're welcome i just had to would get that make my you house. uh shellfish <laughs> oh <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um and my day was pretty good uh i spent it editing getting some other stuff ready for this coming week we got some youtube videos coming down the pipeline and lots of lots of valentine's days uh, the valentine's day themed videos as well but i, I as i talk about it 
I don't know that we've even thought about Valentine's Day personally. Well, Valentine's always falls right around your birthday. So we kind of usually combine the two events. Oh, says the one person whose birthday <laughs> is right around Christmas and always complains about how we combine the two. I was hoping you wouldn't remember that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Continue. Well, it, it, Valentine's Day is going to be tough this year because uh, traditionally people go out to a romantic dinner kind of thing mm-hmm. and everything is closed because of the pandemic. Um, so I guess people are going to have to eat at home. Oh, they'll be eating. <laughs> they'll have to eat out at like, home. Yes, they're going to eat out <laughs> at, at home. home. Well, and why shouldn't they? I mean, just because it's different doesn't mean you shouldn't make the most of it and make the best of it. Um, I mean, we've we've we used to do the whole dinner and movie and date night sort of thing. But what is the one thing that people always do wrong, Daddy? They um, go out and binge on food and alcohol. And then go home and try to have sex. Reverse that. Back it up and reverse that. (laughs) Do the sex first before you court yourself and get drunk. (laughs) Well, and it's such an interesting, and I absolutely agree, um, but it's such an interesting holiday that usually we're so afraid of getting adult and sexy and ooh, like, I mean, it, it is a very sexy holiday, but it's a holiday all about fertility, which is such an odd thing to celebrate. Fertility as in having children? Yeah, because we're so afraid of sex in this society. In in all, all around the world, plenty of cultures are afraid of sex. And yet we have this like holiday that's all about sex. But who, who said that it, that it was about fertility? I thought it was a Hallmark <laughs> holiday. Well, no, the holiday actually, uh, it's a Roman holiday uh, and festival of Lupercala. No, I don't have notes right in front of me. Lupercala? Um, held in that mid-February. That sounds like a disease. Well. <laughs> Do they make a cream for that? Sorry. Lupercalia, which sounds like even, even more worse. of a, <laughs> that like an STI that you might catch on Valentine's Day, um, which included fertility rights and the pairing off of men and women by lottery. So by y'all, lottery? It's just the Hunger Games out here. This is a Hunger Game, bitch. Like, we're, we're out here like... An Wait, all- we have dropped that tradition. I didn't know it was like a, is it like a, uh, do you remember those key parties where you all put your keys into a bowl and then whoever's keys you drew out, that's whose spouse you got to sleep with? It's also, what? what? That nope. sounds like a crazy party. Oh, that was a big thing in the 80s. Key when parties. My parents thing. did it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Swingers did it. It was a swinging oh. key party. Um. Okay. Anyone who ever has gone to a key party, you know, tell me. Yes, tell us. Tell us one way conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it also has to do with like martyrs. There's Saint Valentine's. There's there's plenty of different takes on the the story and cultural like references and in the way that people celebrate it. Like, I know that chocolate's a big thing. Valentine's themselves because chocolate's an aphrodisiac. It is. Oh my God! What a subtle plug. <laughs> uh, there might I be just learned this coming. when we shot the aphrodisiac show. <laughs> I am so knowledgeable about this topic right now. Well, let's y'all. talk about it. What other, what other aphrodisiacs exist? Um, food wise, uh, oysters as opposed strawberries, to uh-huh. champagne. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I think scent could be an aphrodisiac, like. Uh, body odor. I think that would be considered a pheromone, actually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Continue. Uh, what else did we say? Um, I forget. Nuts, berries. Don't talk about my private parts that uh, way. 
<laughs> but also, can we step back for a second? Sure. So apparently Valentine's Day, is it all about pairing off the men and the women? But like, to do what? No, kidding. Um, but like, remember the Hunger Games? So wait, was it specifically men and women? That's what it says. Really? At least in, in, in that article, which is so gender Oof, ugh, no. binary. But remember the Hunger Games? Where they yeah. had men and women? Yeah. Non-binary people would have gotten through that that whole like ordeal just fine. Sure. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but wait, I'm trying to figure out Valentine's Day here because now I'm confused. So I think it's that fourteen. I um, always thought it was like a Hallmark holiday that was just kind of made up so that they you had to buy candy and chocolates to prove your love to who you're dating. Um, but I think it could evolve now, kind of how Halloween has evolved over time. I think we should expand Valentine's Day just to be the people that you love in your life, even friends. It doesn't have to be romantic or sexual. It could be a way of appreciating people around you that you love as sure. well, especially if you're single. Yeah. Well, you know what what uh, single Singles Awareness Day actually stands I for. I know, but I don't like it. You say sad. I didn't make the holiday. <laughs> the, that is like the alternative to Valentine's Day. What one you're pairing off the people, and the other you're you're planning to to like I assassinate just, the people because you're so sad. No, I, I just wish it was a single. different Let's acronym. Be clear. Well, like, though that's the point. Do it backwards, like DAS. <laughs> Sounds sassier. <laughs> Das. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> Just it's not sad. <laughs> well, uh, it, that that reference might have been a little sad, but no, that's it's just meant to like be joking. It's meant to be. Joking. I know. I get it. I very funny. I know. I know. No. I know. Yeah. I know. No. 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 I'm talking to I, not you. You. You can. You can. Um. But so. Today's episode is all about Valentine's Day. I I am not. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of it, um, but I I appreciate that it gives people an excuse to get out there and get sexy and have like sexy fun times. Where I think most people would just not. I mean, it, you know what I mean. Like it, holidays are an excuse for people to get into certain things, get into a certain spirit, or get into the spirits. Sure, alcohol is a big aphrodisiac. <laughs> Well, and as a libido is, loosener, as is, um, and maybe we'll do an episode on this next year more in detail on aphrodisiacs. But like, there are some weird aphrodisiacs out there, like tiger's blood. Yeah, I didn't whale get that. penis. Yeah, and where do you even get that? Whole Foods. And what's the purpose <laughs> of eating a whale's penis? Oh God. No, so the, every culture kind of has its own form of aphrodisiac. Luckily, one of our biggest ones is chocolate. Thank God, because that's easy to get, easy to make, and it doesn't taste like whale penis. <laughs> How do you know? Maybe whale penis is d- delicious. Do you really it's think probably whale like penis? calamari. Um, I mean, it wouldn't taste like eggplant, at least. No, that's true. But I don't think so. No, yeah, I know, but it, well, because you, you're allergic to eggplant. It might look like eggplant. But I don't know. I think a whale penis is that would They're be big. Huge, how big are right? whale penises? I don't even know. I, huge. Well, while I figure out how big a whale penis is. Okay, so I <laughs> the the puppy pushed me into this damn tea today. <laughs> so I told you I was gonna. I felt this accused. Was be my tea. I felt accused. <laughs> so we have expanded our podcasting to twitching to. Um, 
a variety of shows now, and I'm easily confused. So, and because some of them double up and, and overlap each other, I never know what we're doing anymore. So I need, we need to do like some sort of code system. So I know what we are doing, like a podcast. So I'm prepared or I don't have my dad tea. This is my dad tea right now. <laughs> I have, I have some nice dad tea background oh, okay. for you now here. Thank wait. you. As I complain about not knowing what is happening right now in front of me. Um, and then the the twitchy thing. Um, anyway, that's my tea. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Great! Wow, that was here. Wait, can we get a, some applause? Oh, thank you, audience. Thank you. Thank but you. to be thank fair, you. in my defense, mm. right before the show, we were on Twitch, and the entire Twitch stream said cite, you were adorable. Sided with me and said I was right. So I feel very vindicated right now. Are you done? What do you have to say about that? Daddy. Oh, and daddy is over. <laughs> Thank you so much for that opinion. Daddy, it's not that complicated, honestly. Hey, if you just imagine editing the podcast, making sure that all the videos and lights are ready, making sure all the cords work, making sure the stream and the stream deck is working so that we can like quickly swap between things effortless i mean look, look at effortlessly effortlessly um i i made a drink <laughs> i'm doing my part uh yeah uh-huh. daddy are you ready to answer some uh love relationship and am sex i ever questions? well that was that was i asked you that yes absolutely <laughs> Okay, so we asked you guys on social media for some love, sex, and masturbating questions uh, that revolve around Valentine's Day. And the first question... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I wanted to wait till after your dad tea. Sorry. Side note. Daddy, without looking, how long do you think a whale penis is? I know I know you guys were waiting for me to figure out how much. Uh, eight to ten feet. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, ten feet long. Wow. Yeah. I got it. First try. Wait, how many whale penises have you seen? No, I'm just imagining. Mm -hmm. Well, we saw the whales when we went to Cape Cod, remember? They were huge. Anyway, the first question comes from Jeremy, who says, who's ro more romantic? Of the two of us? Are they talking, they're asking us in our relationship? Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, the two of us, I am, for sure. What? Really? <laughs> oh, please. Well, no, why, why do you think that? Because I'm the one who's always forcing you to come out of your cave and, and playing on your computer to go do romantic things. I light the candles. I lure you away with treats and daddy scritches. Yeah, but I make you nice things and I, you know, I, I make sure that you're fed and I cook for you. Well, the other per another person asked, who's better cook? I am. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sure. Well, I grill better. Mm -hmm. I'm, be I'm better at grilling meat. Mm. I don't know about that, but also. What are you, what are your dishes that you cook that you think are spectacular? I don't think that you're ro more romantic. I, I think. I'm a better cook though. I didn't agree to that either, actually. <laughs> 
I think we both have our rom- romantic what, moments. What do you What do you cook that you think is spectacular? I cook a lot of different things. That I don't know. That didn't answer the question, Claire. Um, I I cook a really really good um taco night. Oh, I make. Oh, your really tacos are good. I like those. You. Oh, you, you yeah, do, do you like good. my tacos? You do good yeah, tacos. Like tacos. I think my Brussels sprouts are better though, because you always do the microwaved kind. Um, excuse you, I do not microwave Brussels sprouts ever. Oh, they I have never microwaved a Brussels taste sprout. Like it. Rude. <laughs> okay, next question. Advice for someone considering an open relationship. <laughs> Puppy's like, do it. <laughs> At this point, just get out. Get out now. Get out now. No, for real though. Um, my advice is so um if you're in a relationship. Right now, the only way an open relationship is going to work is if you already have a strong commitment with the other person and you have good communication skills. Hmm. And so you both need to figure out and talk about ahead of time what a third or a fourth person is going to bring to your relationship and how it will enhance. And sometimes... Or fifth. <laughs> sure. Or sixth. All right. Puppy's having a litter. Um, so <laughs> because sometimes um, it is actually very beneficial to have a, another person that can meet um, some of the needs. Like, so if you're in a kink discordant relationship, if one partner's kinky and one partner isn't, if they still have their loving relationship and the kinky one can go outside of it and get their kinks on, then they'll come back happy to their main relationship, fulfilled and having their needs met without making the non-kiki one have to do things they don't want to do. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. Um, but I would also say that you have to be good at compersion as far as advice mm. goes, which is, and you used a term there, which was kink discordant, but you didn't explain it. Do you mind explaining it for people that might not know what that is? Uh, I, I, kink discordant is when... Um, Basically what I said, a, a relationship where one is kinky and one is not. Um, so there is a balance of what you like sexually. Yeah. That's off kilter. And actually, um, I really like I really like that. Well, so anyway, that's what kink discordant is. And you, want, you need to have compersion because that's the opposite of jealousy. Now, if you have an open relationship and it, it is discordant or or not, some people just have yeah, the same sex drives but want to have fun and play. Yeah. Um, you just have to be really good at communicating, and I, I feel like that's going to be a huge like pointer as always from us. Is communication is key. You need to be able to talk about it. But compersion is the big one as well, mm-hmm. and and that's where we are both very strong with the compersion with each other. I want the puppy to be happy. Um, he wants me to be happy, and. <laughs> Why do you not look happy right now? I'm so happy. <laughs> the happiest. You're right. You're right. So you're right. if that you're right. encompasses, as long as uh, you're not leaving your partner out or making them feel um, worthless, um, it works really well. Unless they want to feel worthless and they're consenting to that, and that's a kink. In which case, you're not kink discordant probably because you're getting together. No. Um, but I like the kink discordant bit because actually the next question from Matt says... Do you think it's possible for a couple to stay together when one is kinky and the other is not? Yes, but you have to communicate a lot and your the one that is not needs to not kink shame the other one. So I've okay. had that happen before where they just said mm. I was a sex addict 
is their word. You just think about sex all the time, and you just want it all the time, and it's crazy well, sex. there's different than sex addict, and your job revolves around sex, and therefore you have to be proficient and educated, and I, I think that those... Yeah, no, I'm sorry, continue. But sure, I just, that was my point. Oh, exactly. I mean, go on. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I forgot where I was. I'm sorry. That's okay. But I will say, though, um, you and your partner are never going to have the same kinks or sex drives. Uh, everyone, no matter how perfect you think you are, and you are, you're perfect, you're beautiful, you look like Linda Evangelista, but don't worry, Daddy. Daddy doesn't get that reference. No, everyone. Do you, how do you? You know who Lin- Linda Evangelista is? Uh, do you want me to explain the reference further? No, no, no. Okay. That's fine, but I just surprised you know she's before your time. So. You know what's also a key? Compromise. Notice how I gave Daddy the choice for me to explain a RuPaul's Drag Race reference to him or not. He said no, and I'm okay with that. Me too. But what I wanted to say before I was cut off... Mm-hmm. Was that everyone always has different sex drives, different wants, different needs, and that's okay. That that is a that is a normal, that is a feature, not a bug to the human experience. And so it's important that we communicate. Again, communication is key. But that we understand that different sex drives happen, different interests happen, and we shouldn't a not only kink shame our partners, but if you are if you're on different wavelengths as far as kinks, maybe you have different kinks, maybe one is vanilla and one is not, like or one is kinky and one is vanilla. You never know if that kink discordant relationship is actually going to level out and maybe even like a seesaw go from one person being not vanilla at all to one person being the kinkier of the two. Have you ever seen that happen in a relationship? Yes. And I've seen different libido types in a relationship yes. where one has a higher libido than the other and the other one is feeling like they have to keep up um, when they just don't physically want to but they think there's something wrong with them because they can't keep up whereas if you let your partner just go out and run the races <laughs> come back exhausted they'll come cuddle with you and hug you and appreciate you even more um yeah and that's actually healthier in a lot of ways in a normal relationship there's actual studies that show that the kinky people or even the kink discordant open relationship sorts of people have good relationships so long as they can communicate in that way and also uh, lots of relationships, especially like if you look at your parents, relationships over time, as uh, the couple gets closer and stronger, sex becomes less of a focus as they are dealing with the kids and the cars and the houses and the lawns and the chores and the daily grind and everything. Um it, two people tend to just get into this routine with each other. And I'm not saying that you have to give in to that, but sometimes they want something different than the routine that they are used to. Yeah. And when, when people are able to get past that in either that kink discordant or just uh, somebody opening up the relationship, we're, again, we're kind of answering both those questions, is that with kink in particular, where like one person's vanilla and one person's kinky, some of the issues people have about opening up that relationship have to do with the fears that their partner's going to find someone that's better than them or that's going to fulfill more of their needs. Well, no, if you're opening that relationship, you're putting a lot of trust in your partner, which generally leads to a better connection and closer feeling relationship. And then in that process, you're both getting to do those things, like Daddy said, that you want to do, not that you have to do, but that you want to do with you know consenting people and come back to that relationship even happier. And that's why those relationships work well when they're done right. The next question comes from Eli, who says, 
how do you get in touch with your kinky side when in quarantine with no partner? Mm. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> Daddy? Video and toys. Video and toy. That is the most succinct but also somewhat confusing answer. Explain. <laughs> what do you mean by video and toys? So, or, or the internet. So get on and watch the kink stuff that stimulates you and use different toys to stimulate your body. Yeah. Or you could even use video chat as a video as well. Oh, sure. If you're looking for other people to get down and dirty with, with consent, um, there's plenty of sites that exist for camming, uh, whether it's being put on cam and getting kind of frisky and exhibition-y, or there's sites you can find other people to cam, which just make sure if you're doing that route um, that you're safe and responsible and not sharing too much and uh, always protect yourself first. What's sharing too much? I don't know. Just don't don't give them your address. Don't give oh. them your social security number. Don't <laughs> I give thought them you meant bank. don't get naked. I'm like, I do that every day. <laughs> you're such a sex addict, and I love that about I am you. Such a sex addict. <laughs> I say that I, you're an ethical slut. I am. I try to be. Um, I would say if you're getting into your kinky side, there's tons of kinks you don't need to do with other people. You can practice bondage and rope on yourself. You can. You can tie yourself up. I used to do it. So when I was a kid, I used to take all of my church belts and put them end to end wrap it around me, and then with my hands, tighten the buckles that were closest to my hands until I was... Cinched for the gods. Cinched up like a little pretzel. <laughs> you were cinched for the gods because they were church, church belts. belts. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean the belts I used to wear to church because I had a ton of belts for church. Uh, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, people, people from the church are real good on their knees. Anyway, next question. Actually, not next question. I did want to add to that. Yeah. Other kinks that you can do by yourself that don't require other people. Chastity. You can lock yourself up. Mm. Butt play. Get some dildos. Lots of butt play. Yeah, go to Miss Dress Leather. Use our promo code. Bless Jacks. Our promo link. Tick clamps. Yeah, nipple play. Um, Electro. Well, maybe you don't start that if you're just getting into kink and you don't you oh, don't do that, that by yourself. Question? Yeah, it was it was just, just getting, getting into kink. Just getting in touch well, and you can do electro just getting into kink. Just go slow. I That's actually better. Uh, it's better sure. you practice on yourself. I'm before. not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna agree with you there. I'm gonna say that you should probably do your first electro thing with someone who knows what they're doing. Nah. Yes. Just go slow. <laughs> you don't have Next to Next question. <laughs> Daddy, can you give us a nay? Nay. I'm glad you agree. Okay. Um, the next question comes from Young Leather Lover, who says, how do I overcome the rejection of a guy after confessing my kinks? Oh. There's a lot of kink discordance com- going on tonight. Well, that's tough. How do you get over it? You have to tell yourself there's nothing wrong with you. They weren't into it. And I had this once when I was, and it wasn't necessarily about kink, but one, a guy I was dating when I was like 26, I had done like two pornos before this. Maybe I was 24. Maybe I was 26. You're such a sex addict. I love I know. that about you. So I had done two pornos, but it had been a couple years since I had done one. And then I kind of got serious with this guy. And then it just occurred to me, like we were three months in, oh, I should probably tell him I did a couple pornos. Um, Hmm. And we were out to dinner once. I was like, oh, hey, by the way, no biggie. Um, <laughs> to <laughs> I you. I did two pornos. 
he flipped out on me. He, really? Oh, he, he was stood just, up and did a flip backwards or no, forwards. He like literally clutched his pearls. If he was wearing, per- he was pearls. wearing pearls. He, he clutched his collar like this. And was like, what? And I can't date someone who's done porn and da, 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 da. And it's totally shame. And I felt like, Oh, is this really a bad thing? Should I have never done this? And I didn't <sighs> want to lose this guy. So I felt bad about myself. And ultimately, we did break up, and it was really hard for me to get over. But did you try flipping over it? Sorry, that was sorry. Continue. But um, oh, I forgot where I was. At. But um, yeah, no, it was hard. You it felt hard shamed. To get over. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, that's it. What an interesting. That wouldn't even be something I would like bring up because I wouldn't even think that was a big deal. But I guess that's a big deal to some people. Some people that is like he, he, your he, partner doing porn. He was from Seattle. He was like one of those really closed off. Uh, people Excuse you. Seattle. I'm from Seattle and <laughs> I have that, both done porn <laughs> and love how much of a sex addict you are. So no, I'm just saying he's one of those closed off Seattle people. <laughs> Not you, puppy. Don't talk about my asshole that way. <laughs> Interesting. I have never had someone that shamed me for doing it. Um, maybe like have like oh ooh, but I've also not really dated tons since doing porn. Yeah, and, and so then mm. after that, I just put it out there out front and my kink out front. That that kind of made me own it. Um, and not that I was hiding it before. I just sure. I didn't think it was a factor. But now I'm I would. Then I just kind of came out with like all my gay friends. I was like, "Hey, by the way, I did porn." Da, 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 da. Um, and they all knew I was kinky. Um, and then after a while, it wasn't a big deal. So I guess my advice to you is: own it, be proud of it, and someone that's better for you is going to come along. Yeah, um, this is not the right person for you. I almost forgot we were answering a question for a second because yes. of your story. But yeah, if you have someone that's shaming you for being kinky. Or it's not working out because because of the king cord discordance. Um, if that person's going to shame you, they're probably not going to be great relationship material because they don't sound open minded. No. They don't sound like they're going to be patient, and they sound a little stuck in them. Like it sounds like there's something stuck in their mud. If you know what I'm saying. And here's the route that would happen: is if you didn't break up with this person um, or find a way around it that they were comfortable with your kink levels you are going to suppress a part of you and it is going to eat away at you inside because you can never get rid of it. Once you have this kinky drive in you, it's all you're going to think about. And being with someone who doesn't let you explore that and experience that is going to cause so much resentment Yeah, that it's just going to poison your relationship anyway. Yeah. And in fact, um, I've actually, I dated a porn star before I got into porn and he did have a reaction that was very like, so I just need to be really honest with you. And I was like, oh God, are we breaking <laughs> up? Like, He's like, I did porn for Sean Cody. And I was like, oh, oh. cool. Okay, <laughs> great. I go-go dance all the time. I mean, it's not porn, but like some people consider it sex work fun. And like, he was so relieved. And you know, it makes me think that he I'd probably like- had a bunch of people that were like, yeah. Ew. People, well, I, we've, I've directed porn uh, forever. And yeah, lots of porn stars were hesitant of telling anyone in their inner circles that they did it. It was kind of something, I don't know why they thought it was kind of in the closet because we're just broadcasting it to the world. <laughs> but but like, for some reason, they thought so, they, people weren't going to find I, out. I, I don't wonder. Know. I wonder now that like... 
because everyone and their mom and their grandma has an OnlyFans. Like, I wonder right. if that changed Literally the a landscape. Literally, grandmothers. <laughs> yeah, well, no, there's, there's some grandmas out there that do like Findom, then they're making bank. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, like, we've watched some some lovely ladies more more recently, some cock destroyers. Cock destroyers. <laughs> the inflection there was all wrong, but I appreciated <laughs> the effort. The try, thank you. Yeah, I yeah. was a try guy right there. Thank you. <laughs> um, we're not giving you advice to destroy cocks, but we are giving you advice to love yourself yeah. before anybody else. And if someone's going to give you shame like that, it usually says more about them than it says about you. Yeah. Yeah. We shame other people because we're insecure, afraid, or uneducated. Like that's where stigma or comes trying from. To, or they're trying to control you and your actions. Yeah. And so changing, you're not going to change someone. You might sway someone. You might like entice someone to get more interested but more often than not changing someone is impossible yeah he still doesn't do the dishes i swear i've tried i've tried <laughs> you better take that back kidding. Right I'm, kidding. I'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding the I'm two kidding. of us i'm kidding <laughs> i love you you're so cute but you do you do leave lights on i do and i hate that because you like it dark and in living in a cave no i hate i hate using light you don't need to use a light if you're not in the room you do at night when you're walking around. <laughs> you need to see where you're going. But when you get ready for bed, you leave all the lights on in the bathroom because and then I'm going to go bed. back there. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not oh my God, done. is this our first fight on Twitch? <laughs> Daddy, maybe we should try the next question instead right, of fighting with each we other. Fight. <laughs> well, we all <laughs> know who's lights. right. We all know who's right. Uh, it comes from Lisette, who asks, Romantic kinky ideas? I How like do I incorporate name. love into my kinks? Love into your kinks. That should be an easy thing. Um, so aftercare, uh, which you should be doing anyway mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, when you have a BDSM session, is a great way to show someone you love them. Um, just being caring and nurturing right there. Um, incorporating love. I think you should just automatically be doing that all the way through from asking them what they're wanting, um, asking them asking them questions about what they need and want. That shows you them that you love them right there. Are you asking for like to give chocolates during a BDSM it's session? It's really hard to get tons of information out of like a tweet or an Instagram post <laughs> question, so I can't really... Well, then am I wrong? I mean, how, how else would you show love during a, a BDSM session? I mean, it, uh, plenty of ways. For one, I mean, you could just make love. You could show the person you love them by getting into whatever they're into. Yeah. Um, you could make it about, I mean, you can make it sensual. You can make it about Valentine's Day and then like get the sexy times on and then finish it up with a See, romantic I think dinner. Kinky sex is probably the most romantic, loving sex there is because it involves so much trust, more trust than just uh, doing it a missionary style and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Um, Love. I, thi <laughs> I think BDSM and kink scenes in general have a much more nurturing loving component to them than normal just quickies you could literally just verbally abuse them and say i love you and then <laughs> i love you damn it <laughs> you dirty little whore i love you oh my god <laughs> please don't attack wherever this is getting posted please um yeah so or you know you could just Make it about them. Make it about your partner. Ask them what they want because you love them. You want to make them feel good. You want to give them all of their feels and kinks. 
Um, I, I don't see why you have to split it up and make it about kinky stuff or a romantic stuff. Kinky stuff can be romantic. Yeah, I show love in so many different ways. Like, I have so many different paddles with different types of love in them. But does it say love or does it say evil? Because if you hit someone with a paddle that says love, it would spell love backwards. <laughs> have you ever seen that? There's some really bad paddles I saw someone <laughs> with at IML one time. They were hitting people and it said... Uh, evil instead of love. It said, well, no, it's, it, was a, it said uh, bitch. Um, so it said like... Ikib backwards, backwards. <laughs> on their ass. And I was like, what's that mean? <laughs> and like, oh, it's a discount paddle. It spells it backwards because I didn't know. And I was like, oh. So if if you had a dog paddle, would it come out God? Yes, it would. <laughs> now available in a merch shop. God paddles. No. Not a bad idea, though. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for the next what's question? What's the next question? Hit me. With, oh. with my God paddle? With your God paddle. <laughs> with your dog paddle. A dog paddle. Get it? Dog paddle. You're hilarious. <laughs> um, Botan asks, what are your thoughts and experiences on weight-related kinks? Weight-related kinks? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't understand the question. What do you mean weight-related? Re like you have to wait for something? Oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait for it. Wait for it? <laughs> Sit. I'm already sitting. <laughs> Stand? No, uh, <laughs> they mean like size and weight. So oh, like size and feeding weight. and feederism and the fetishes around like food and weight probably is what they mean. The way they spelled weight would lead me to believe that. Um, Do you want to weigh in? This is getting where heavy. where are this you on really the scale right of now. being into? Oh, I see what you <laughs> did there. Do you want to chomp down on another joke? Um, well, I don't think feederism has to be weight oriented either because true. Um, you like eating quite a bit. I know, but the question is, what is your thoughts and experiences on weight related kinks? I also, did you just call me fat? <laughs> oh my God. I haven't really, I don't have okay. experience. I'm bulking. With, oh my God. Do you want to know the answer? Yes, go ahead. I, um, I haven't, I don't think I've done that. I like you. Do you have thoughts on it then? No, I haven't really thought about Great. it. Great. Well, you've answered the question <laughs> technically. No. Um, my thoughts on it, I think that it can easily become uh, unhealthy. I think anything could be unhealthy, though, if it gets in the way of your normal life. And I'm not size shaming. I'm not weight shaming. But I am saying that to do kinks respect like re responsibly, it should be something that's not like harming your, your life. So I'm totally, if you want to do some mukbangs, if you want to get into weight play, feederism, as long as it, it makes you happy, you're not harming anyone or yourself, um, and you're enjoying yourself and getting consent, that's all that really matters. That's my, my big thoughts. Have I ever done it? I mean, I cook for daddy a lot. He's <laughs> definitely trying to fatten that's, me up. You know, that's, um, <laughs> but there's a lot of consent there because I like to eat, so that's fine. Sure, but I've mm. also seen stories of like people that were into feeding and feederism as sex workers who would get paid and then fed to eat like on camera. That gets into like this whole very odd area of like there are people that do mukbangs for a living, uh -huh. and you know what a mukbang is now, right? That's where you eat into the microphone. Okay, stop, stop. stop. Oh, oh. Oh. Uh, kind of. It's where you're eating food on camera. So your 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 life is pretty much eating. So then, w when do, when is it a fetish, and then when does it become like a? Are people on YouTube into mukbanging? Actually, into food play? 
would think, wouldn't they? Well, I don't know. I mean, some people might. Are just you like just eating. putting those two together? Some people might. I'm not trying to make it sexual. <laughs> not everything is sexual. I'm not a sex pervert. You're such okay? a sex addict. I'm not a sex addict. <laughs> Who knew I was with a sex addict? Oh my god. <laughs> I I think that it's totally a kink. I think it's totally fine. I think it can be really fun, especially if you're like working the food and into it. If you're like being dominated for your weight it's consensually, I think people can get really really get off on that. Um, but I think people that are also body positive and feel sexy in their body also appear and look sexier. Like people that are comfortable in their body, you can kind of just see that about them. And I, th- I find that really sexy. Confidence is very sexy. I agree. Did you want to weigh in anymore though? <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Our next question yes. comes from Lynx, who says, what was the first kink you discovered you had? The first kink would have to just be bondage. Um, just because I, as a kid, would get off on watching James Bond get tied up and captured. and So, yeah, bondage. Okay. I'm going to have to agree with you there. I think, huh, either bondage or... No, it's got to be bondage. And I, I think that is a very common occurrence because... The trope of being kidnapped, tied up on like railroad tracks or like like imprisoned in some way is so overdone in every cartoon, movie, media, like comic book. It's that trope that everybody gets captured at one point or like yeah, the damsel hot. in distress. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not I'm not arguing with you there. Um, but I think it's just so easily accessible as a kink that people don't realize they're into until they watch like Saturday morning cartoons and all of a sudden April O'Neil from like Ninja Turtles is tied up and captured by Shredder and they're walking, talking turtles. And then, oh, you find a lot of kinks in Saturday morning cartoons. Let me just tell you that. I'll trust you on that one. Um, And then also bondage is kind of like a gateway drug in that um, once you're tied up and then you have someone playing with your body, then they can do different things. And, and like nipples became a big area for me and so like nipple torture and playing with and um impact play and not tickling per se but you could you could easily get into tickling yeah yeah and you that's i always find it interesting when when cartoons are what do it for people like like what puts them over the edge of like oh i'm definitely into this sexually because there's so many tropes in cartoons from like size play to like tickling transformation to tickling wedgies to clowns to we- oh, wedgies absolutely wedgies are huge it's so odd how people use cartoons to be incredibly adult and sexual and how we see that as almost normal in a way for some of that stuff and yeah everything else is banned on YouTube <laughs> yeah uh, uh, but but actual but you can show kids with cartoons education but actual like information. Um, and actual abuse, not okay, but like cartoon abuse, totally fine. Because it's they're not real people, that's why. Well, who look says at I'm Je- a real look person? Look at Jessica Rabbit. What, what am I looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. She was just drawn that way. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Who framed her, though? <laughs> or was that Roger Rabbit? That's Roger ah. Rabbit. <laughs> Daddy, the next question yes. comes from Hipper Bell Girl, 18, who asks, 
why is it that so many people are dominant in their real life and tops, but also but incredibly submissive in bed? Wait. Why are people who are super dominant in their real lives very okay. submissive in bed? Oh, okay. Got, I, I, I understand. Here, the do question. you want a soapbox? No, but I, I deal with this all the time mm-hmm. uh, because I um, do pro-dom work. Um, so a lot of the subs I have are executives, doctors, lawyers, have high-powered jobs. And in their day-to-day life, they have to make... Uh, life-altering decisions, big money decisions, life-saving decisions, so many decisions, so much work, so many things that the last thing they want to do when they play is make another decision. So they naturally gravitate to the sub-role of just giving up that power. It's just this freedom and this release that they can do in the playroom and just give that decision-making process and control to somebody else because they have so much control in their regular life. Yeah. Yeah. No, that uh, 100%. People and and vice versa. Good, good doms kind of tend to be ones that have, like, less decision-making things and more blue-collar kind of jobs. Those are always those, yeah, I, I want to beat you, dommy dom dom. I'm so the turned pl- on right now. Oh, my God, go on. Oh, uh, yeah. They don't get to make those decisions. Oh, then what so next? they get they make good doms in the playroom because oh. now they're in control. Oh yeah, get that big money decision. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. File that paperwork. Uh. Send that email. Oh, you cc'd them. Uh. I have Could no you imagine? I was I was being turned on by your office work oh. domination. <laughs> Does it not do for you? Yeah, let's not role play that tonight. <laughs> Thanks. Role play is a great way though to get dominant and submissive. Well, no, it's it's the full juxtaposition of, and just the the total opposite. You know, you're you're reciprocating what you normally are the top in, in your real life. You, you you're getting very submissive and bottom in your in your sexual life. Yeah. And there was plenty of there's tons of studies around it, around women that rate the sexiness of a guy based off of look versus their synopsis versus like what they're into what's their synopsis like like their their day job like like oh. their their elevator speech like they're you know high power lawyer blah 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 um and they don't even mention or tell them what they look like but then like you see them they look very high profile you mentioned that you know they have a softer side and they're submissive and all of a sudden they're so much hotter because they're submissive in bed huh yeah apparently women like that i mean i don't i i'm just speaking on like what I was reading as far as dominance and submission, but <laughs> it turns out people that are very dominant in their real life when they're doing all the filing of the paperwork can sometimes be some of the biggest subs. Wait, who's dominant in the filing of their paperwork? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like dominant secretaries? <laughs> Wait, the secretary was a very wow. kinky movie. <laughs> it was, but she was a submissive. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Um, oh, what a, what a, not true to life. No, where's that 50 shades of gray bullshit? No, that's mm. even worse, technically. But um, let's see. What's your next question? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Did we answer question. that one su- sufficiently? I think we answered it okay. pretty succinctly. Succinctly. So, do you get it? I, yeah. I do. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Oh, we've already done that question. We've already done this question. I think we might have already done all the questions. Did we do all the questions? I think so. Oh, no, we didn't. 
How important this co- oh this question comes from Peace Love Celine who asks how important is matching up a sub dom and top bottom dynamic in dating? Okay, wait, let me re-ask that question in my head so I understand it. <laughs> wait, you're asking your head so you're not asking out loud or wait, can you repeat the question? <laughs> Can I get a 50-50? That was a lot of sub, uh, sub top dom stuff going on. What? How important is matching up with, how important is matching a dom to a sub pretty much to a do, top and bottom in dating? So like how important is it to have a total top and total bottom and a total bottom and a total top? Like, I don't think it is. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> That's good why answer. it was confusing Good me. answer. Good answer. <laughs> it, it's not that important. I think we've kind of beaten the bush at this point with consent. No. So um, we've seen all sorts of relationships work. Oh, have we? We've seen two tops together. We've seen two bottoms together. We've seen two versatiles. Um, and as long as they figure out how to meet their needs with each other, and if that involves bringing in somebody else, um, it's really about their personalities and how their personalities mesh to make a good relationship. Yeah. So whether they're a bottom or a dom or a top or a sub, there's so many different variants there that, I, while I think you you automatically think a top and a sub are the perfect pairing, um, not necessarily all the time. You know, I you know what they say. What? Two tops don't make a bottom, but three bottoms make a left. What? <laughs> Sorry, three bottoms make an orgy. No. I, how about three bottoms don't make a right? <laughs> but it's okay. It's almost the end of the podcast anyway. Uh, I'm so confused. <laughs> I've been confused all night. Well, I think it's interesting. No, I think to to take that question seriously, like everybody thinks they're one thing and their journey might lead them to a completely other thing that they didn't know that existed. You know, a top might think they're a total top until they actually learn what bottoming is. And truthfully, the best tops used to be really good bottoms or are still good bottoms. Like that's going to be one of my biggest tips always. Yeah. Do them both. I I highly recommend Do them both. (laughs) Don't, don't pigeonhole you in just one. They're both fun. Don't talk about my hole that way. It's much bigger <laughs> than a pigeon. How dare you? Only when I dom it. Oh, or maybe I'm doming it from the bottom. Oh, tell me, Always. what's your opinion on that? Topping from the bottom. <laughs> opinion on topping but from the bottom, which means you are the bottom, quote unquote bottom, um, but you really have all the power and you're telling the top what to do. I, th- I think that is, um, is it oxymoron? I think. What'd that, you call me? I think that's it. I think that is, um, Always. The, the bottom has all the control. Always. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they have they have the ability. Go on, go on. They have the ability yes. to stop the scene at any time. <laughs> they have the ability to say what they want to do. Now compliment me. They, uh, they are so adorable and cute. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I think that's... <laughs> the tops have no control. <laughs> well, and I think that's a really good way to kind of curtail and bring together all the, the questions tonight is that like... Relationships are complicated. The The bottoms have all the control in these situations. And I think that's why, in a way, that's why some of those tops like to bottom. Now, what I don't like are pushy bottoms. Go on. It bottoms that are dictating everything that they want to happen mm. without the consideration of what will turn you on and, and please you as well. And sure. Because that can get annoying quick. 
No, I agree. Yeah. Okay. I'm agreeing with you. I'm I not telling you what to do. I wasn't giving I'm you, not telling you what to do. carte blanche to be fully in control. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if you're the bottom, maybe switch it up. Literally. Try switching. Tire tire top down and use them. Yeah. If you need some good Valentine's Day plans, switch it up. Buy some sex toys. In fact, use today's sponsor. I mean it's not they're not the sponsor today, but use use Adam Mail. Go to Adam Mail, use offer code Watts at checkout. You get fifty percent off one item. Free shipping on all orders over twenty dollars in the U.S. and Canada. Can you tell I've done this ad read a few times? And, before? And, and they have those butt plugs that have little hearts on the end that are really cute. They're perfect for Valentine's. Oh, Day. they do. They have Valentine's Day toy. They have like the "You'll Be Mine" hearts. It says like uh, "You'll Be Mine," but it's a and butt then you plug. Just plug it in their ass. True love. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you show someone you love them during kink. Wasn't that a question? How do you show someone? Yeah, that was love one of the questions. During, yeah, during a kinky yeah. scene. Get them a cute to- put, sex put, toy. Put a, a love plug up their ass. <laughs> if you like it, then you should have put a plug in it. Yeah, exactly. And with that, Daddy, I think it's time we should go plug you. But let's plug your your <laughs> socials first. Where can people find you, Daddy? Uh, I am at mrchristopher.com or Christopher Weston on Twitter. Um, and that's Christopher with a K. And I'm Pup Amp everywhere. Uh, if you want to check out our Twitch, if you want to watch us play some games, if you want to watch Daddy be terrified by zombies every so often oh my god go to what's a safe word on twitch this has been what's your safe word daddy (laughs) what what do you want people to try this week uh try 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 being loving during your bdsm scene see how that goes Ooh, yeah but like also like really like make it aggressive with love make it hurt but make it sweet with these new sweet teas from <laughs> safewordshop.com, you can get your own sugar puppies or kink cat or kinky cat. What do kinky we call it? Kinky cat. Because it's a Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Kinky. I, I, yeah. you, you're crazy. You're crazy. Oh, but also try, try just, yeah, try switching. Yeah. Try switching. That's going to be my try. Try to switch week. it up. Switch it up. Go buy a switch. Play Animal Crossing with your Dom. And see if you can get him in the, the game mood and start your own Twitch channel. I monetize it. That. There you go. Just taught you to be a, a your own CEO. You're, you are now the boss and you're dominant in your real life, but you like to sub to what's your safe word on Twitch. <laughs> Jesus. I think I just answered every single question Don't all at once. Started. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. We're not actually gone, though. We're we're we're, we're, we're still, still on we're still here. Okay, so I've had a question the entire podcast. That oh, I, what? I, which camera am I looking at? <laughs> this one. That is the true one. question, isn't it? I never know. What, there's too much going on.